everyone, welcome to another episode of Horror House, everyone's favourite stupid little horror podcast, hosted by me, Morgan Robinson. Uh, today for episode 21, we have brand new guest, uh, host of the Deezus Takes the Real podcast, please welcome Devon Taylor. What's up everybody, how you doing? Devon, I'm very excited to talk some uh, some horror resurgence, as we put it. So oh, for sure. So and of, we're friends. Call me Jesus, please. Jesus. Okay, there you go. Um, yeah, horror resurgence. Sort of the last couple of years, as most who pay attention to the genre will know, has been pretty strong. It really has been, and like it, 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 I get tired of people saying like horror is dead. When is horror coming back? I'm like, you're just not watching the right movies. Like that's all there is. Like horror's been back. Like it's it's here. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yes. Before we really get into it, I wanted to say again, uh, Horror House is now on iTunes, guys. Finally, and um, I'm working to get all of all the previous episodes up on that same sort of iTunes feed as well but uh, this this one obviously will be up there now because you're listening to it um, but yes please subscribe rate and review over there let's uh, let's get let's get started uh, let's get started well over on iTunes as well as uh, as well as YouTube so yes plugs out of the way to start off uh, Jesus let's let's do the thing that i like to do with every new guest that i have on this main show and it's ask you straight up what is your favorite horror film of all time you know it's man it is it's really tough to peg down honestly because it's like like i said um you know i i've always loved horror mm -hmm. and i and but I'm trying to catch up on classic horror. Like I really didn't get into horror till you know more modern horror. Yeah. So it, it's really tough to say. Um, I, I have a few favorites, but it's like I've never actually thought what my like absolute number one favorite is. Yeah, I mean that makes obviously that makes sense. It is a difficult question. It's not a question I can answer personally, which is why I like to ask it because it just it it throws people straight off right at the start of an episode. So. Yeah, and, it, and it's hard just because, you know, horror is one of those very diverse genres, so it's like, yeah. I have my favorite, you know, thriller, I have my favorite Absolutely. body horror, I have Absolutely. My, you know, so it, it, it really is hard to peg one down, but I mean, if I had to choose, oh man, maybe not, I'm trying to, I'm maybe trying to not one like exactly. the one that I watch the most often maybe, but it, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe not one exactly, but say... What what's one that uh, just one of the sort of few that you consider to be uh, great in your eyes? Um, I mean, I guess the way I can break it down is, I mean, so one everybody as far as like the slashers go, everybody has their favorite of the main ones, and uh, I'm a big Freddy Krueger fan. Uh, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street was one of the very first horror movies I ever watched. Nice. Um, so I've always gravitated towards Freddy as far as um you know the slashers, and that's and I will put Nightmare on. Uh, on Elm Street, the original up there, as far as you know, one of my favorites as far as uh, like classic horror goes. Yeah. Um, awesome. I The Fly was also a, a, one of my very first horror movies, and I still absolutely love that movie to this day. Um, I think it is fantastic. Absolutely, then, uh, absolutely. I mean, don't... yeah, and 
I guess those would be two of my like top favorites as far as those go. Yeah. But um, the you know for the topic of discussion today, I kind of picked up you know my three horror movies that like got me back into horror. So I don't know when you want to get into that. Yeah, I mean, well, we we can get into that straight off, really. I mean, those those uh, couple of choices that you picked there, they're, they're a a great couple of films to start watching horror from. Night, you get Nightmare on Elm Street, you get The Fly. You, you're going into the genre strong there. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, like I said, those two movies, especially, like, I saw them so young. And yeah. that's, like, another funny thing. I think a lot of horror fans do start pretty young, like the people that are obsessed with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think that also had a big effect on me. It's because, I mean, I remember watching those when I was, like, six or seven years old. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's not a nice thing to show young children, really. I yeah, so. my, my, my parents aren't <laughs> your typical parents I mean they're both young and have tattoos and all sorts of stuff oh so, that's the best type I mean, my upbringing was a little bit different than everybody else's that's hey that's the best type show, show them horror young why not oh yeah for sure I mean we're breeding killers here <laughs> yes okay so horror resurgence when um, when would you say that this started this whole trend um, for me personally, for what yeah. I think, um, especially like I said, this late uh, horror resurgence, I always peg it back to uh, the first Conjuring. Exactly, exactly uh, first, where I. The go. first Conjuring came out in 2013, mm-hmm. and that's uh, I think that's kind of where it started, where we started seeing these you know horror movies made with you know great directors, with great scripts, with good acting in it. Yeah, and it's like, and I think that's something that's always kind of deterred people from horror, you know, is because they kind of sacrifice those elements in certain areas to make up for it and you know scares and all that kind of stuff but uh the conjuring was one of the first uh you know i'd say really started this resurgence of like actually taking making horror movies seriously not that people weren't before obviously like i just think that um something something different came along with the conjuring and i think people really started to follow suit and then um you know for me personally the the movie that really uh, started my obsession with horror was whenever I saw It Follows for the first time. Yes, yes, that's another uh, 2015 It Follows. Um, I I really like It Follows. I know I know some people that really don't. I don't quite understand people that don't li- really like It Follows. I think it's got an incredible premise. You just don't the sort of uh, what what do you call it demonic presence. Not really mm-hmm. demonic, but the presence within the film, the um, it, shall we say, <laughs> it's um, it, it's very interesting because it's not like a person, like a straight up slasher killer. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, the devil or some sort of incarnation of the devil. It's you know not an alien. It's just a a, a presence, sort of an aura. That just I think surrounds. Yeah, and I, I think it lends itself really well. I mean, obviously, I you know, it follows is very strongly um, inspired by John Carpenter. Yes. And so watching it follows, you know, one I noticed, you know, these this gorgeous cinematography and this amazing score that it had, and the the horror that I especially like now, like I really like a very stylish, mm-hmm. uh, very slick, like the very like almost sexy. Like this is a sexy horror movie if you think about yeah. it. Yeah. And, you know, aside from the premise, but yeah, it had this amazing premise to it, and um, it kind of goes off of the thing. Like, you know, you never know who or where this 
entity is. You you have yeah. no idea. Exactly. And it's... Uh, I think that in the, there's so much subtle things in the movie. Like you can literally there'll be scenes you can look, and if you pay real close attention, you can see like it way in the back. Mm-hmm. And like they and they do that throughout the movie, and I think it it was just super slick, super clever. I've never seen a horror movie like it. And I remember watch, walking out of it. And I'm pretty sure I went and saw it like the next day again. Oh, that's nice. That's what you want. Horror, when when horror's rewatchable, that's when you know you've uh, you've hit something good. I think. Um, yeah, it follows definitely helped this whole resurgence for me because I I'm very open in the opinion that I think horror stopped being good in general for around eight years between like 2005 and 2012 2013 like the the trust james wan with the conjuring to bring it back to prominence um but i from you know from the late 2000s for me it was such a a down time with the genre because you were just getting pointless sequel or reboot after pointless sequel or reboot and you know not good quality stuff stuff made for in this is t- speaking in general stuff made for just cheap that clearly didn't have a great deal of passion to it i mean there are one or two from this era that stick out to me and that's that's uh, sam raimi's drag me to hell from 2009 Mm-hmm. and the orphanage the uh, really Mex- cool. the mexican yeah um, film. you know you i think you're totally right i think the late 90s and early 2000s were like the lowest point that we've had for horror i mean and there's still here and there uh there's some good horror somebody challenged me that like in the past decade named me at least 10 good horror movies i was like well shoot you know, the past five years i can name a ton but yeah then, you know, before that though that's when it starts getting difficult it does it's a shame i think it's it really is and i think it's more of uh people uh have this assumption with a mainstream horror because i mean when you think about indie horror has still been putting out good movies always but it's like and this resurgent is kind of been a um a marriage between the two you have these yes still very independent low budget films that are having mainstream success though and i think that's what's really brought horror back the past uh, couple of years is you know marrying the two of you know it's still being able to be mainstream and consumed by a wide audience but at the same time like it still keeps that small independent feel to it and the passion you know like you said you have to find a director with the the passion for it for sure absolutely and that's that's why you you see these these indie you know originally indie horror directors um getting more recognition these days because they're being put on you know these projects or they are creating these projects themselves that the uh distributors are putting faith in and getting people to know about them and it's just working you you look at something like don't breathe from last year ferry alvarez coming off the evil dead remake which for me it's a it's a decent film it's not evil dead but it's a it's a decent film but you put him um you know people people knew he, he would be something pretty decent coming off that but you put him on don't breathe from last year and don't breathe hit it just hit very very hard uh last oh, yeah. summer especially don't breathe is my number three movie of the year of last year yeah i mean yeah. 
you know, you know, and with it, I was I was talking about this with somebody the other day. Is you know, kind of uh, what you said. You have these uh, young directors. I think horror is the best place for you know starting directors to come absolutely, their teeth absolutely. Like, they give them a small budget, and then they give them you know all the power. Though they give them all the creative freedom. You have uh, the most uh, you know range to you know make something highly original. Because like most horror movies are you know very original. That's where you're seeing the least amounts of you know, reboots and remakes and stuff. I mean, they still exist, obviously, but, yeah. you know, horror is such a great place uh, to really cut your teeth into in directing, and then, you know, they eventually go on to bigger and better things. You know, Scott Derrickson uh, Absolutely. directed Sinister and then goes on to do Doctor Strange. Absolutely. I mean, you could even go as, if you want to stick with uh, Marvel films, you could even go as back as uh, James Gunn doing Sliver, yeah, who Gunn. is now on, you know, Sliver's a wildly gory uh, body horror fun fest of a film. Um, oh, it's super fun. He also uh, wrote uh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, and you know what? What he's doing now? He's doing the very fun Guardians films for for Marvel. These horror is is a fantastic starting point, and uh, this is this is you know in a way not in a way. Um, this is why the fact that horrors tend to be cheaper to make than most other genres of films uh you know this is why it benefits the smaller younger upcoming director because they're forced to be more creative with what they're given and it really and yeah, you know it, can, sure. it can bring out you know a real creative genius in someone that we then see with the likes of you know james gunn scott derrickson Fetty alvarez people like that that have done and just risen and risen till now a lot of people know their names and they you know obviously originated with horror yeah for sure and and to go back to you know i'm not gonna get stuck on it but i actually like the uh fetty alvarez is evil dead better than the original oh now we could have an argument about that <laughs> We could have a great I argument. I think, I think about the original, that. you know, they didn't nail down the tone until the second one. The second one's where they really nailed down the horror comedy element. Yes. And but but well, I, and I wanted the first Evil Dead to be straight horror, and that's what Fetty Alvarez gave me. He gave it. True. It's very brutal. It's very bloody. Uh, I absolutely loved it. No, absolutely. I mean, you can't. I can't argue with that because I do like, uh, you know, twenty thirteen's Evil Dead. It will never be the original uh, two and Army of Darkness, or the oh, series. Don't worry. I know, I know, I'm in the minority here. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not a bad. It's not necessarily a bad minority uh, to be in. And I do. Evil Dead Two is better than the uh, the original. I do agree with that. But um, yeah, we uh, getting off of that before I start to. Uh, Go insane from yeah, before we Evil go Dead to fisticuffs here. Yes, because we don't want we don't want to be doing that. Um, I mean, look, it was l last year for me, twenty sixteen. Before before then, you was it was like we said it was de it definitely started with the co the first Conjuring twenty thirteen, but last year. 2016 just seemed like so so strong for horror oh, from mainstream really to the is. smallest to the smallest indie right up to you know the most mainstream conjuring 2 
which also was great. Oh yeah, like I, I keep telling people, I'm like, 2016 is like one of the strongest years for horrors, not only of the, you know, past decade or so, but I mean, I think in general, like you said, I mean, we had small horrors, we had in between, uh, we had surprises like you know Ouija two came yeah. out of nowhere and everybody thought it was going to be shit and that was awesome. Nobody, um, you know, nobody. The mainstream have. ones, I mean, and it started early too because like the witch came out in early February, so it's exactly. like we're also not used to like getting these good of movies like early in the year and especially like you know now we had split and get out were yeah are pretty early in the year and those are both fantastic again you know like you said 2017 is off to a great start with in horror with split and get out and uh talking about the witch from last year everybody who listens to this knows my adoration for the <laughs> witch i love 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 the witch and i remember when um when it first came out and i i hadn't looked that much into it i i hadn't seen a trailer but the the people i trust when it comes to horror had said the witch yeah this is something to look out for go and go and see the witch oh, okay I'll, I'll i'll go i'll go see the witch because you know before before this really we were, we were getting one maybe maybe two very good horrors a year you know you say it follows and things like that that was before then um say okay okay i'll, I'll go and see the witch uh, i came out of the witch going oh my god that might be the best that might be my favorite horror film of the 21st century and i really? and i i stand it is for me one of still one of um maybe my personal top three horrors of the 21st century and i know that's a bit i know that's a big big uh, big thing to say with stuff that we had um earlier on like you know first saw or 28 days later or things like that um but yeah i really 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 loved the witch i think my love of the witch probably uh helped this this show help me uh, start this show because I just felt like I needed to speak about the witch to people yeah uh, <laughs> the witch like I mean it, it caught everybody off guard and I think the witch was you know it's so great cause it's like I mean it's barely a horror film if you really think about it I mean yeah it is a horror and the, it's a very suspenseful one it's a very yeah. slow burn and um, I'm not as big on slow burn horror movies and it like I'm very picky with slow burn horror movies because like the payoff has to be worth it. Yeah. And uh, I did. I did really like the witch. I can't. I can't say I loved it. I need to revisit it though. I yeah. Haven't, I haven't watched it again since uh, the theater, and maybe uh, the rewatch will help out. But uh, I, I really did like it. It's just like the third act is so great, and I wanted more of it. Like that's that's my Thanks. biggest thing with it. Like I wanted that third act was so great, and I just yeah. I wanted more of that. I mean, no, I, I get that. That makes sense. I was just really fascinated by the... I'm a big fan of um, family breakdown in horror. It's the reason I love uh, the original Omen from 1976, because yep. you see a family breakdown. Um, and it's the reason I love The Witch. The, um, the mother, played by Kate Dickey, is phenomenal. 
I, yeah, I the, really I mean, love her performance in the week. I mean, the, the acting in his top match, I think another big thing on why I didn't love is I missed a good, like, I think I missed a good a lot, uh, amount of the dialogue. Because, I mean, it is, yes, you know, the, the accents are very heavy and all that kind of stuff. So I think I did miss pieces of the, the dialogue. Um, so maybe, like I said, going back will help me out in that. But, I mean, yeah. the, between the cinematography and everything, and I, I love uh, movies about isolation. That's what really yes. stands out to me about Again, the Lynches. They're isolated yeah. away from all these people and, you know, and you don't know why. And which I love that as well. And they, you know, and that's where I like to see, you know, this, this cabin fever you yes. know, uh, not like the, I mean, like the movie, but I mean the the term cabin fever of them, yeah. you know, just not it, Eli Roth's cabin fever, <laughs> and it, it drove them crazy. It's, it's almost like uh, the Shining effect, you know. Yeah, very, yeah, very similar, really. Um, again, the Shining, at its core, family breakdown, in isolation. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I get that about the accents though, because their accents, um are quite uh, quite more similar to mine than yours for example um i know that uh i know that some people did have some sort of problems i don't know whether it was understanding or well i i guess because i didn't have these what was it about these the accents that made you miss things was it the, the dialogue or the accents because it was obviously um, in old english I, I dialogue think a little well. bit of both because i mean the dialogue is very wordy in the movie too and 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 i don't always have this problem with uh you know watching either foreign language movies or yeah. movies with people with very thick accents like it usually doesn't bother me unless it is a problem yeah and um and, and for me it, it was it's mainly with the dad too because the dad has that real gravelly yeah. voice too on yeah. top of the accent on top of having these really lengthy monologues so yeah. i think it was just the combination of that because mainly the dad that mm-hmm. i have trouble understanding sometimes yeah well it's completely fair enough i mean it makes sense but it of course gave us uh anya taylor john I Ooh, love her so I much. Love like, her. She is fantastic. I mean, she. I have high, high hopes for Anya Taylor Joy, especially coming after Split as well. Oh yeah, and I mean, which... and even Morgan. I didn't love yeah. Morgan, but again, she's easily the best part of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, she's she's talented, but I mean, and not not bad to look at either. I mean, no, let, I, no, real. I can <laughs> agree there. I can agree there. She is very attractive. I. It's one of the best Instagram follows I've had in a while. <laughs> yes. Oh, I feel you're right there. That is perfect. Um. <laughs> Yes, but as as well, her in Split with, uh, you know, playing off such a such an incredible performance as James McAvoy gave oh, in that she she sort of feels up to it, you know, she feels on par with it, you know, maybe not on par because McAvoy had to do, you know, forty seven different characters in the same thing. Right. But no, uh, I totally agree. Like she, she's very fearless for being a young actress and going up against that. And people had a problem with her character in Split because they didn't like understand everything. Yeah. Because too many people were like, "How does she know all this stuff?" I'm like, "Are you not putting two and two together?" Like watch the, the flashbacks. Yeah. Watch and, the film. <laughs> but uh, she's she's fantastic. Uh, she has another really big project coming up. I can't I can't remember what it is, but ooh, I'm, I'll have a look. Actually, I'll have a look right now. 
want my life. Yeah. But yes, and, and uh, I was I she was on the be, Pitch a um, Movie podcast a couple weeks ago, and we pitched a movie together, and uh, we ended up pitching a a horror comedy, and Anya Taylor Joy was one of the the main leads in it. Well, I mean, awesome. I mean, I put put Anya Taylor Joy in anything remotely horror, and I will be. Um, she's got a movie called Thoroughbred coming out. Um, that also stars Anton Yelchin, the late Anton Yelchin. Oh, 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 oh that's gonna kill me. And and Olivia Cook, who um, some listeners will know as my new best friend, because I met her, <laughs> because I met her at the Manchester Film Festival a couple oh, of, yeah? a couple of weeks ago. That was awesome. Um, there wasn't any horror there. But, yeah, uh, I love Olivia Cook. Um, I'm a big Bates Motel fan. Oh yeah, I mean she she's from Manchester, like myself. So that's why she was wow. there. So that's awesome. And nobody nobody seemed to realise she was from Manchester as well. Which I caught. Yeah, which she covers I, which her I, accent really well. Which I kind of like. I, I wouldn't have guessed it at all. Yeah, she sound she sounds like me. She has the same accent as me, but obviously yeah. a female. I don't know. Um. <laughs> Yes, well, Anya Taylor-Joy also has a film called Marrowbone coming up, um, which is huh. a four children hide out in a mysterious farm. It's a drama thriller. Um, anyway, there's there's two things: Thoroughbred and Marrowbone coming up coming up apparently this year uh, with Anya Taylor-Joy, and I fully expect her to deliver because she has so far so why wouldn't she continue yeah that's so true she she will she is the, she's the next jamie lee curtis i'm coming out and saying this now she's the i next. mean for i mean for, for as horror as her track record is this early i mean i wouldn't put it past her at all yeah i mean i i have a lot of faith i have a lot of faith in her not that i should be you know the guy to say i'm hardly you know a casting director i'm hardly someone who can pick someone out of a crowd and go you you're fantastic but i mean are any of us i mean we're just a bunch <laughs> of movie nerds that, exactly you know, literally this is what we do we talk come up with our own theories and whatnot yeah we we talk about movies for fun on the internet and we really don't have any say in what happens and really we shouldn't be listened to but hey nobody complains about being listened to <laughs> like I mean, we have we have almost negative credibility. <laughs> oh yeah, that's absolutely zero. Please do not take anything we say into consideration when uh, doing anything of any sort of note. Um, <laughs> moving on from playing ourselves down and losing <laughs> listeners. Um, yeah, w w was there anything else you wanted to really mention? I mean, nothing, nothing specific. Um, you know, like I said, I think, I think it's you know to get people to this horror resurgence is like I said. I mean, it's really just you know pointing them in the direction of the right movies. It's like, you know, I like I said, I, I get frustrated just hearing all these things. I mean, obviously, all the things we've been talking about the past two years. It's like so it really frustrates me why yeah. you're like horror is dead, like blah blah blah. It's like no 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 no, like you're you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember. I remember you saying um, when we were sorting 
this recording out um that this sort of resurgence is really what got you sort of obsessed with the genre to you know quote unquote obsessed yeah but um, um why like, why you know, why I, is that compared you know, being to a creator and all you know i i've, I've been str uh, starting the idea of you know writing scripts and stuff yeah and it's like every idea that i have i always want to do horror because you know i what i've really realized uh like i said this past couple of years and like watching this modern horror is like really realizing the the different kind of storytelling that you can do in horror that you can't do in almost any other genre oh yeah there's a lot and, and i really do. appreciate that um and, you know, there, there's a couple other... I mentioned that I had a couple other movies that uh, stood out to me that I wanted to mention. Yeah. Um, you know, one of them is... Uh, it's a little movie called Starry Eyes. Have you heard of it? I have not, actually. Please tell me about that. Uh, Starry Eyes is... It's a movie I've been obsessed with lately. Like, uh, I just watched this movie about six months ago. But I think in the past six months, I've watched it at least five or six times. <laughs> uh, okay. And pretty pretty much um it, it's it's what neon demon wanted to be ah, okay didn't do okay um starry eyes is you have this you have this actress uh named sarah and she lives out in um la and she's doing the you know standard waitress actor thing yeah. and she's trying to make things work and she's like at a very degrading restaurant that yeah. she works at and um she all of her friends are getting you know different parts and having projects going on and she's still like isn't getting you know parts or anything like that yeah and um she's super hard on herself and she goes to this audition it doesn't go well and she like goes to the bathroom and she's like pulling her hair out and, like pushing herself mm -hmm. and then the casting director comes back in and goes oh come come and show us that so you see she has this really weird audition and call back with these casting directors that are super creepy yeah, and then uh, it spirals into this cult movie. Basically, ah. this uh, the film company she was auditioning for, uh, they they are a cult, and the the main guy called the producer like is like if you if you want to be famous you need to give in, and uh, her like body starts falling apart, and then she uh, they pretty much tell her hey you have to go kill all your friends if you want to be famous. Okay. And this movie um it has super great uh, practical effects, it has a uh, really good music in it. Um, it has like you know it has no bright stars in it you've probably never heard of the directors or anything yeah um but it, and like i said it took it took the concept that neon demon was trying to do as far as vanity and being obsessed with yeah uh, fame yeah and th they did it so well and uh and i keep coming back to this movie because i really admire that it is a horror movie but at the same time like it, it doesn't feel like it always yeah and it, it's so hypnotic to watch it's a very uh, enjoyable watch and like i said you and the, the actress, the main actress, Sarah, is absolutely fantastic in this movie. And uh, it's, it, like I said, it's, it's just kind of one of these movies that, like, I watch it and I can't stop thinking about it. And I, I watch it a lot more. Or if somebody needs a good horror suggestion, I throw it out because it's on Netflix currently. Awesome. So um, that's one. And then uh, Sinister. I mentioned Sinister yes. earlier. And uh, I, have a, I have very fond memories of this movie. Because me and my roommate, we would watch movies. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, whenever we'd have girls over, this is my freshman year of college when this movie came out. Yeah. And when we'd have girls over, we would always show them this movie. Like, because we've seen it a million times and we, I, I love the movie. Yeah. But we had this thing that we would, we would pre-watch horror movies before we had girls over. So that way we knew <laughs> when all the scary parts were. Oh, uh, <laughs> this, that, that's genius. 
yeah. That's genius. But Sinister was like one of our go-to <laughs> movies, like for the longest time. Like we would watch it together. We'd watch it when we had people over. If we had movie nights, we'd throw it on. Like, yeah. Uh, I can't tell you how many times we watched Sinister that <laughs> year, like whenever it came out. Like, and and still, I still love it. Uh, I I refuse to watch the sequel because mm. it didn't need it, so I don't watch it. But uh, but yeah, I absolutely love Sinister like so much. <laughs> oh yeah, Sinister Sinister's a good movie. It's got some it's got some decent scares in there as well. So and then and and that's another thing. Like uh, like I said, like when you get these horror movies with you know good writing and good actors. I mean, you got Ethan Hawke in there. Yeah. You know, Academy Award nominated Ethan Hawke still doing horror movies. Yeah. So it's like you know that's fantastic when you can get that high caliber of actor to you know bring that gravitas to your movie yeah i mean it's strange because you know you look at you look at some of these recent uh these recent horrors and it is it's either pretty big name actors like that or you've got um vera farmiga Wilson and the conjuring movies yes. and vera farmiga and then, you know yeah um you know they're big name they're big names or it goes completely the other way and you cast absolute unknowns who, mm -hmm. you know, somehow out of nowhere give great performances. And there's no middle ground. There doesn't seem to be a middle ground. There's not like, oh, yeah, I recognize him or I recognize her from that one thing I've seen previously. And then mm -hmm. they give a great performance. It's like, oh, my God, Patrick Wilson. Yes, of course, he's going to give a good performance or or. Like I said, it goes the other way, where it's like, who's this? Wait a minute, they're, they're pretty good in this. Who are they? Mm -hmm. Google them. And then what else have they been in? And then that opens up. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, like that's what stands out to me about Star Wars. It has no big names, no nothing in it. Yeah. it was. It's made for like next to nothing. It was a Kickstarter movie too. Right. And it has these phenomenal uh, you know, special effects to it. So it's like, you know, you, you never know what you're going to get with horror, and that's yeah. what I love as well. You know, you're yeah, always discovering absolutely. something new with horror. Absolutely, absolutely. That's why I love this genre, because, you know, especially when you start getting into it, and you just like... Because I, like, I presume most people starting off with horror, they go with slasher first, because it tends, oh, yeah. it tends to be the most entertaining um the first horror the first horror film i ever loved was texas chainsaw massacre the original um and but then oh, obviously having then gone through the slashes you go to older stuff you go to classic monsters you go to gothic i go to, you know you go to psychological you go to body horror you go to all the subgenres there's so many so many goddamn subgenres, you will never find them all. You will never, you will never, never search them all because there's too many of them. Yeah, uh, but that's what's great. Though, that is what's like, great about it, it. No matter what mood you are in for horror, like because like that's how I am. I'll watch a movie. I'm like, you know what? I kind of feel like watching something really violent. Yeah. And I'll find something, you know, a very brutal horror movie. Yeah. Or it's like, you know, uh, horror comedy is a big one for people as well. Exactly. You know, if they, especially if you have a horror comedy that can, like, you know, really hit that sweet spot, um, horror comedy is a, a big genre for people as well. Exactly. Um, horror works for every occasion. Um, 
interest if you're interested in horror comedy anyone go and listen to episode 18 on horror comedies another shameless plug for another episode there uh, <laughs> you know yes. what i just realized that i could have answered your question from the game my favorite all-time horror movie because uh like you said it's it, it it's in the subgenres, but still you know it still falls in the horror category oh, yeah. uh, american psycho that's my second favorite movie of all time what a and great I, I think choice. It would definitely fall into that satirical horror genre. Yes, definitely. It is. I mean, it's you know not doesn't tend to be classed a straight up horror. It's but it's got some disturbing goddamn stuff in there. Mm-hmm. It is it's very dark, and I don't is, know why I blanked on that because I was literally just talking about this movie like <laughs> while recording an episode last night. So it's like <laughs> I don't know why that even blanked in my head for some reason. Oh, I mean, it is perfectly dark and creepy and twisted enough, and violent. It's got the violence in violent there as well. And twisted, and but it's also like really funny. It has some of the. It, it's such a yeah. quotable movie. Like it's, it's a very, ridiculous. very cool, very, very like, quotable movie. And of like course, I couldn't tell you how many times I tell people like I gotta return some videotapes whenever <laughs> I can't come up with a good excuse. Like, yeah. I say that so much, like, oh, I gotta go return some videotapes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever put Huey Lewis in the news on and just dance around in a raincoat? Oh, I love Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> I love Phil Collins. Like, it has such a great soundtrack. It does. Uh, it really it, does. American Psycho is one of those movies I like. I, it's kind of my litmus test for my friends because I'm like, okay, if you can watch yes. this movie with me, yeah. then one, that, that kind of sets you up for all the other movies I'm going to show you. Yeah. Oh, it's like, that just get even more understand twisted. how I am as a person. Like, if you want, because I mean, I have an American Psycho tattoo on me. I love this movie. What's your tattoo? I want to. I want to know what this I, is. Uh, here, well, I mean, the fans can't see, but I can show you really quick. I have a, I have a bloody axe on my on my arm. Here, oh, right very here. nice. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's one of my all time favorite movies. That and you talk about getting high profile actors in horror yeah. movies. You know, Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian Bale, even at that time, when... Even at that time, that was when he was, like, just starting to become big, but, I mean, still, though, I mean, he was he was a recognizable face, and, I mean, yeah, that cast in general has young Reese Witherspoon in there, yes. Jared Leto, yeah. um, Josh Lucas. Yeah. It's a, I, I, need to re, I need to re-watch American Psycho, because it has been a long time since I've re-watched it, but... It holds it up gra- so well, too. It is a, it is a great film, and, of course... It does not answer many questions either. No, it, <laughs> it answers like zero yeah. questions <laughs> and asks seventy-four questions and answers none of them. But that's kind of what's great about it. Oh yeah, like I'm. I don't always love movie where I'm left with more questions than answers, but that's one of the rare examples. I'm like, I'm glad that it's so ambiguous. Oh yeah, it works. It works perfectly with the with the movie as a whole that is a great choice by the way we we've not had that choice before i like to i don't think i honestly don't think the amount of guests the amount of different guests we've had on this show i can't recall there ever being uh, uh, any two guests that have said the same answer when i've asked that question oh wow so exactly like i said it shows that shows that diversity you should make like an archive of it like i should really of every guest's favorite movie like keep a list somewhere i should i'm surprised i haven't done that yet but yes um back onto uh starry eyes i'm surprised i i'm surprised i haven't actually heard of that 
because I I was yesterday, it just just yesterday I was clamoring for we need more vanity based more good vanity based horror because it works so well, you know, with today's culture. It really does, and you know, sorry guys, it, it's also like you know you see these these characters and it's like they they make fun of LA a lot as well, yeah. which is another thing I love considering I'm moving there. Yeah. It's like I love when people like take shots at like you know how life is out in LA because like yes. all of our friends the only things they ever talk about is like what projects they're working on yeah. and who's getting casted in what and then there's drama because uh, one person offered a role to someone else and, yeah. and and it fuels her to be like okay maybe I should kill all my friends and it's yeah. uh, it's super crazy I don't know if it's on Netflix UK but it is on well, uh, the American one so if I, you know how to finagle your way around that I will certainly have a look for it and check it out should I be able to because that sounds great and you compared it to the Neon Demon which um, I thought was good I enjoyed the Neon Demon I thought it got a little almost a little too weird in the end I don't think that needed to happen but I, um, I really, I, I the first time I watched Neon Demon, it was it was my most anticipated movie of 2016. Right. So like the first time I saw it, my hype was through the freaking roof, and I couldn't contain myself. And I think that uh, deterred my enjoyment. But then upon rewatch, it does. You appreciate it a bit more every time you rewatch it. But yeah, I still don't think it hit all the notes that could have. And then so whenever I watched Starry Eyes, I was like this is what the Neon Demon should have been like. And Sorry yeah. Eyes came out before the Neon Demon too. Right. Okay. This movie is uh, it's from 2014. Ah, okay. Well, everyone, go and check that one out if you haven't, because I certainly will. Um, again, I can't help myself. I want to bring up another one from last year. Did you see Train to Busan? I, it's on my list. Uh, I have not watched it yet. I'm just now, like, really starting to uh, try and branch. One of my goals for 2017 was to watch more foreign films because I don't yeah. really watch a whole lot of foreign films. Yeah. And uh, it, but I'm getting there. I just uh, speaking of horror, I just watched. Uh, I saw The Devil for the first time the nice. other day. Nice. Nice. And uh, after watching that, I was like, okay, South Korea knows what they're doing with they horror. So then I went on to Old Boy and yeah, Train to Busan's next. <laughs> yes, definitely worth a watch. I mean, I don't know how sort of into zombies you are but oh it's um, a good one it, it, i hear that they do a very different spin on zombies and i like yeah. that like uh i'm a big i love i zombie i, yeah. I watch that show a lot yeah. and they do a very unique version of zombies so it's like if they if they do something different with the zombies then i'm in but if it's just gonna be the same you know romero type zombies then no I'm, it I'm is about it. It, it it certainly is different and it has uh, surprisingly I, I, I most uh, people who listen to this probably know this but I first saw this at a festival back in October of last year um, re like an 11.30pm uh, screening really late packed uh, packed cinema screening but uh, I, I just was I was captivated by Train to Busan and you know it's one of those that you almost forget it's in a different language because i don't know if you've ever necessarily had that but i certainly have with some f not just foreign horrors but foreign films in general 
you sort of... Oh, no, that's, that's how it was whenever I uh, watched I Saw the Devil, because I understand a little French, so it's, yeah. it, I don't have to study the subtitles as much, so I do watch French films, but uh, I'm starting to branch out. Yeah, I mean, it's well worth doing. Train of Busan, uh, if, um, I'll do your deal. I watch Starry Eyes, you watch Train to Busan, and then we tell each other. Yes, yeah, I, I let's will do that. accept that deal uh, 100%. Awesome. Uh, because, yeah, Train to Busan does have, uh, it's not just a fun, action-packed zombie film, it has a very, very heartfelt story to it as well. That's what, that's what I heard. Uh, the, the Collider Nightmares panel yes. absolutely loves that movie. They certainly do. And um, I can't wait for Collider Nightmares to come back. I'm so month, sad that they're going month. to once a month. Uh. Look, I com- complete tan. Let's go off on a complete tangent. Um, <laughs> I was just so thankful it didn't get cancelled that I'm kind of looking forward to a, a extra special monthly treat of Collider Nightmares. Yeah, um, I mean, I think I think bi-weekly would have served it very well, because I think uh, if they did bi-weekly, then it could have been like, you know, they still give us a little bit more, but at the same time, it's not every yeah. every week. Um, because, I mean, I do see the fatigue. It was, they kind of, you know, some weeks they were kind of scraping the barrel for new stories and yeah. stuff, you know. But at the same time, like, I mean, I just, and that's another show that, I mean, really uh, helped foster my love for you know, horror movies. Yeah. Hearing all their suggestions and stuff, and you know, checking movies out, having conversations with, you know, because um, I mean, me and Clark tweet back and forth all the time. Yeah, I love talking to her about horror movies and Perry. They're and all stuff. awesome. Um, it, it was, you know, yeah, I, I love nightmares. You know, especially especially watching nightmares last year was just, and with horror being so strong last year, it was just a delight to watch every week. And like you said, the the entire panel are wonderful, wonderful people, and um, they know perfectly well that I want them on this show at some point. Oh yeah, I, whether I, I, that can me, happen or not. Me, me and Perry have even like uh, talked about because I, me and her both have an obsession with uh, the Final Destination movies. Yeah. And I always tell her, I'm like, oh, we need to we need to record something. Uh, and, and same with Clark, man, yeah. uh, like Clark knows, like I've been itching to get her on the show. <laughs> yeah, we can keep trying. We can keep trying. Always. That's, that's all you can do. <laughs> it is. That really is. Um. Oh man. Yeah. Uh. Let, let's let's talk about Get Out for uh, a bit of a final little thing here because that's that's sort of the latest big horror film that to take the world by storm. Rightly so, uh, because it's yeah, exceptional. I think I think Get Out is gonna. I think Get Out's gonna do wonders for you know, especially like I said, this horror resurgence. Um, you know, Get Out. It's it's crushing at the box office. It's poised to be like one of the uh, highest grossing you know, horror movies of all time. That would be yeah, absolutely awesome. And um, I mean, it it rightfully deserves it. Like I mean, it certainly. I does. remember from the first time I saw the trailer that uh, people were, didn't know what to think about it, and I was like, oh, I am so in. I mean, yeah. And being a black man myself, like, mm-hmm. I watched the whole movie just sitting there going, I've been in all these situations before, yeah. especially the barbecue scene. 
I think the barbecue scene is one of the best scenes, and that that doesn't even have a horror in it. It's just great. Yeah, I mean, but uh, I love the idea of these these social horrors that Jordan Peele's been talking about because you know, what's more scary than you know human beings? Absolutely, that is that's why I love seventies uh, horror because that's very uh, yeah. human beings are evil based, and Get Out is exactly that. Uh, as long as as long as Jordan Peele keeps doing these, I will, I will watch and love them all. I'm sure because Get Out was outstanding. Sorry for that awkward cut there that you probably noticeably heard, uh, listeners. But um, some sound issues that are not that are sadly not uncommon. But we will pull through, and we were talking about Get Out, weren't we? Yeah, um, yeah, we were talking about Get Out, and, and I was saying that I, I wish it was a little bit scarier, or it had some more, uh, something, some kind of shock value to it, mm-hmm. and, um, and I did a, I'm working on a segment for my YouTube channel right now, and it's where I, you know, change something about a movie to make it better. Yeah. And the first episode I did was on, was on Get Out. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to get into spoilers here for a sec. Well, let's make it perfectly clear to everyone. We will be talking spoilers of Get Out uh, now, so please mute until... Well, not mute exactly, because that's not going to make any sense. Um, Come back in about a minute, and we'll we'll be done. Okay. Okay, so... Uh, real quick, uh, the thing that I would change is because you know we get to the reveal at the end of the movie, and yes. uh, it turns out that they're doing this weird mind swapping thing. Yeah. Um, and I mean that was real creepy, and it was like oh shit. Now think about this. Um, my my theory is, so the whole movie, Rod keeps saying that it's gonna be sex slaves. He's like, yeah. turn them into sex slaves. They turn yeah. them into sex slaves. It keeps saying it throughout the movie. Now, in the third act, if during that reveal. What if Chris would have, like, went into a room or something, and there's just this freaky, scary, like, sex slave orgy going on with these white people and these kidnapped black people, and, like, wow. the kidnapped black people are, like, hooked up to stuff, and they're just, like, and wow. they're totally not enjoying it, and it's just, like, think about how unnerving that would have been, and just, like, that their their bodies are getting taken advantage of, and then oh, at wow. the end of the movie, when Rod picks Chris up, and, uh, He's like, so what happened? And Chris goes, sex slaves. And then Rod loses his shit at the end of the movie because he's like, I told you it was sex slaves. <laughs> oh, I think wow. that would have just been the icing on the cake for the movie. It would have added a little bit more horror to it, I that, think. That would have been... Un- oh, my God. I'm disturbed just thinking about that. Like, think of... They could do... The- because the whole movie, you don't really get to see any graphic stuff either. So it would no. have also been very shocking for all of a sudden to have this just crazy batshit scene out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. But that, that'll be <laughs> the, the last thing I say about spoiler-wise. Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> um, I'm now trying to get that image out of my head. <laughs> and it's not easy. Uh, thank right. you very much for that. I love it. I love it. Um... Okay, so as we st- maybe start to wrap things up for this very fun episode of Horror House, uh, is there any 
any uh, horrors for the rest of this year that you really that really stand out to you on your uh, anticipation list? As far as my anticipation, uh, the only one that is really sticking out to me is um the the A twenty four movie uh, that's coming out. Um, the one with the dog poster with Joel Edgerton. Ah uh, yes, what's it? It, uh, it, it comes at night. It comes at night. Yeah. Uh, just because I love it's so mysterious we don't know what the hell is going on um i love joel edgerton in, mm. in movies so uh i that uh as of now that's like my next most like anticipated i can think of off the top of my head at least yeah i mean it's one that's definitely on my radar a a24 you know a24 knocks out of the park every time it I certainly mean, the witch, does obviously certainly does so yeah especially after the witch anything I see A24 and I'm like, yes, I'm in. So, it comes at night. I'm certainly looking forward to that. Okay, this was a very fun, nice and casual episode of Horror House that follows on from the um, the madness that was the epic Scooby-Doo two-parter of the last two episodes. I'm still, I'm still listening <laughs> to that one because I'm a, I'm a big Scooby-Doo fan. Oh, I, I yes. I grew up on Scooby-Doo. Oh, yes. Um, Maybe that's another reason I love horror movies because, I mean, I watched so much Scooby-Doo growing up. Exactly. I mean, that's what we were talking about. That's what we were talking about in part one. I think Scooby-Doo is a big influence on why I uh, love love this goddamn genre. But, yes. Um, so go and listen to part one and part two of that if you haven't already, of course. Um, Jesus, any plugs that you want? Yeah, of course. Uh, you can always follow me on Twitter. Uh, my personal account is Jesus12, but of course, uh, follow my podcast, Jesus Take the Real, at Jesus TT Real on Twitter. Uh, we talk movies, we talk life. Uh, it's kind of a late night talk show movie podcast of sorts. I don't know. It's it's really weird, but it's a whole lot of fun, and uh, I will definitely have to get you on here pretty soon. Yes, I, will ver- I would very much like to be on there. Uh, you know anything anything that i can do to support anyone else that supports me and the other way around it just oh, works yeah, it just course. works we nicely. Look out for each other on exactly um yes thank you so much as always guys please uh, if you're listening on youtube give this video a like comment some of your thoughts on what we talked about in this episode do you think horror is dead because hopefully you shouldn't. Uh, what horrors are you looking out for in the next year, couple of years or so? Uh, sub to the channel, of course. Or if you're listening on iTunes, as we are now on there, please subscribe, rate and review over there. I really want to uh, get going strong on that. That's, that's the priority. So, um, yes. Uh, and of course you can follow the podcast on twitter at horror house pod follow me at the purple don hashtag horror house pod if you want to talk on twitter about all this crazy stuff and uh yeah that's about it jesus thanks again so much for coming on and talking about this this was a lot of fun yeah not a problem like i said uh, i I'm, I'm obsessed currently so anytime yeah. i can talk more horror i'm there the obsession is strong with us all. Uh, guys, as always, thanks for listening, and until next time, goodbye.